Radio. You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Talk Naturally, the place where your animal friends and nature come together to find health, happiness, and harmony with all the natural things the earth has to offer. Your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason, each week will lead you through the practice of taking care of your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature provides. So, get ready to learn about natural nutrition, preventative pet health, and more with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Well, hello, I'm Kim Bloomer. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Jeannie Thomason, the other host. Yay, and we have a wonderful guest with us today. This is the most awesome book. Of course, everybody hears me say, I love these books. That's why I'm so excited to uh, share the authors with you and their books. But this book was presented so beautifully, as I was telling our guest, Marty Healy, before the show uh, started, I was saying, I couldn't even open up the, the book for two weeks because it was so beautifully laid put together that I didn't want to mess up the presentation. But let me tell you about our guest, Marty Healy. She has been a professional copywriter for more than 35 years. And the majority of this time has been spent with the Design Group Incorporated, a total communications firm, where she is currently vice president and senior writer. It's evident in her writing, too. She is also a contributing columnist for the Aiken Standard Daily Newspaper. And although the God Dog Connection is her first book, which totally amazes me, Marty, she has now authored and is in the process of developing another of other diverse books, which I've had the pleasure of reading some of the excerpts from those. And Marty is also active in her current church, the First Presbyterian Church of Aiken, South Carolina, where she serves as a deacon, and she also teaches confirmation classes. Well, previously, Marty belonged to the First Methodist Church in Zionsville, Indiana. What a cool name for a city where she organized and headed the church's first pet ministry, and we are going to be talking about the pet ministry later in the show. She wrote The God-Dog Connection, which is what we're going to be talking about today, as a direct result of a Bible study class she was attending at her Indiana church. She has been an animal lover all her life, which Jeannie and I totally resonate with. When she combined the first, the, the new faith-based lesson she was learning with her knowledge of pets, she came to an enlightening co- conclusion, and that is that our pets have incredible things to teach us. Amen, Marty. That is absolutely right. Well, thank if you. I think we pay I attention. Think, <laughs> I think the main thing is we do just have to pay attention. And thank you for that lovely introduction. You're very kind. Um, it's it, a lot of people ask. Um, well, first of all, the, as you said, the title of the book is the God Dog Connection, but the subtitle is Things I've Learned About God and Faith through the dogs and cats in my life. And it is just that. It's, it's very straightforward, very simple. And it is about cats as well. Uh, but I do think that there's a tremendous connection and uh, that God is using our animals to give us lessons, life lessons, that he is giving us in other ways too, but we don't always see them. And, and with uh, animals and pets being such a part of our lives today and part of our culture, I think, now why wouldn't he use animals? It's just one more way to get his message across. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely right. And we've had a couple of guests previous to you, Marty, who have who've really talked about that, of course, differently, mm-hmm. because each book and each person are, are as unique as each animal is. But God definitely, definitely, and that's really partly what we're trying to share here is how much he uses the animals to get our attention, to teach us life lessons, but also how much he so cares for them. And um, I think that was so, uh, your book is so beautifully presented because uh, not just the presentation itself, but just how gentle it is. 
It's I think very, that was it, is, it is very straightforward and, and gentle and not in your face. Um, it's not threatening. So uh, I found a lot of people like to give it to a friend that, uh, in fact, I had a doctor who, a friend that bought um, quite a few copies, because, but one he said he wanted to give to a neighbor of his that had gotten away from going to church, but she loved animals. Mm. And he thought this was maybe kind of a gentle way to tap her on the shoulder and say, you know, maybe there's something here for you. Yeah. Uh, oh. Back to uh, it's also um, uh, just some of the, the stories are funny or, or humorous and light. I try not to make anybody cry. <laughs> well, you fair. didn't work. That didn't work, Marty. No. So I cried. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but I mean, there, no, it was good crying. It was really good crying. Good crying. Sad sort of things. And usually, we all you might find this interesting too. When I, I first tell people about the book, this is a, a different environment talking to y'all and to your your audience, but. Sometimes they hear, oh, the God-Dog connection, and think, mm, she's one of those ladies. <laughs> she's probably got like 27 cats at home, and, and she uh, has uh, dogs that she stays to, home to be with on Saturday nights, and they braid each other's hair and drink <laughs> coffee. <laughs> I think, well, I'm not quite that bad, but I do absolutely adore animals. I always have. And I also am very, very strong in my faith. And I think God just said, well, okay, let's combine the two. And you want to do something fun? And you're a writer? Let's, let's put this book together. It's just awesome. Well, you know what, Marty? Ginny and I, when we first started doing our, our radio shows and, and so forth, we knew that we had this like consuming passion to share natural health. And, and, and we believe now that God gave us our health in nature. Mm-hmm. But... We kept wondering, okay, with animals, Lord, hmm, how are we going to be a witness with this? <laughs> well, and um, and it's not yeah. all that difficult. I mean, when you really no. start looking at it, that we I was taking a Bible study course, as, as I think you mentioned in the introduction, that um, it was that we were studying that part in Genesis where it talks about God giving man the breath of life. And our instructor said, now, what does that mean to you, to each of us? And, of course, I'm never hesitant <laughs> to speak up in the group. <laughs> and I um, said, I always have to put anything I'm learning new into context of things that I know. And for me, that's animals. So I said, well, you know, I think that's like how a horse likes to breathe up your nose when he gets to know you. And oh, first he does. That's true. Silence in the room, <laughs> and then everybody started to laugh. Going, huh? <laughs> yeah. And I had to laugh too. You know, it was really kind of silly, but I couldn't stop thinking about it. And the more I started taking those bits of information that we were learning and translating them into animal behavior, the more I thought, "Whoa, there is an all, a tremendous connection here. There's a real connection between God and dogs and cats and animals." And animals. And so I started writing them down and showed them to my friend, my best friend, who also happens to be the owner of my company that I work for. And he said, "You know, I think you've got a book here. Mm-hmm. Keep going." So I kept writing the stories as they would come to me, and I really do believe they were a gift. I, I don't claim any right to them. I, I was going to ask you, because we had another guest on um, a few weeks back, and um, she wrote the book, It's a Bible Study, All the Creatures all creatures of Our God and King. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask you the same question I asked her, because I just found it absolutely fascinating how you took personal, these are true stories in this book, Yes, true stories of you and your animals, yep. and then related them to a Bible verse. 
And I asked her this question, how did you find the scriptures to go with all your stories? And turned it into a Bible study, she goes, oh, it wasn't me. That was totally the Lord who gave that to me. You know, he hmm. just kind of walked her through it from Genesis to Revelation. Right. And, and, um, and even, I had 23 stories written, and I wanted 25. And then I had no idea why, but I just thought a book of 25 stories would be nice. And they're all structured the same way, where it's the animal behavior and then the faith lessons that I think we can draw from that. And I thought, well, and I had a couple I didn't like that I didn't want to put in. And I thought, well, there's nothing magic about that 25. I can go with 23 stories. And I went to church that morning, and I got two more stories out of the sermon. Oh, wow. <laughs> was God was saying, you want two more stories? Here, Here they are. Here you go. Here you go. Aww. Here you go, Marty, on a platter. <laughs> I'm, I'm very much a believer that we have a, a personal relationship with God and mm-hmm. that he is very mm-hmm. much involved in our individual lives. I also think he has a great sense of humor. And yes, an have incredible a good sense of humor. I mean, <laughs> gosh, you know, I mean, he just, well, all you have to do is look to even, as we're talking about animals, look to some of the animals. He has a pretty funny sense of humor. I mean, an anteater, come on, a platypus, <laughs> even a giraffe, you know, and I think they're awesome creatures, but again, God has... He has a sense of humor. And one of the stories that is in the book talks about that. It's how a friend of mine that is a, trains animals to be service dogs. And, she, and I'm fascinated by watching her do that. And she, what amazed me the most was the very few number of commands that she gave them uh, that they had to do. There, there really were just a handful for them to be very, very well behaved and to be welcome any place because they were so well behaved. Mm-hmm. But she also had an actual command of free puppy. And that meant they were free to romp and roll and be silly and do whatever they wanted to do. And I, I remember that story. The question to me is the Ten Commandments. Only Ten Commandments. I mean, that's not very mm. many things to do. If we just behave and, and, and mind the Ten Commandments, we can live our lives and have a really good time. But I think maybe there is, should be an Eleventh Commandment, too, That is because I think God wants us to be free puppies and be silly <laughs> and have fun and have will. Uh, it, and it, dance it, like nobody's watching. I love that yes, quote. Yes. <laughs> and sing as if no one is listening. Yes, right. Yeah. Uh, there, there, yeah well, good thing in my case, Marty, unfortunately, I have taken the liberty to sing on some of our shows, and everybody's going, oh, girl, keep your day job. You know? <laughs> don't, don't quit, right? <laughs> dogs, right. Uh, and cats love it when you sing with them and be be silly and happy, and they just kind of encourage they, you to do that, too. Mm-hmm. That's because they really know how to live in the now and get with the present, and they kind of put aside all of their aches and pains and, 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 and whatever animals faces trials. I know in the wild, of course, they face survival, and even in domestic life, many of them face a day-to-day survival, but they can live in the now and enjoy the moment. And I think God really, I mean, he presents us with them to show us how to do the same thing, because we really all do take ourselves a bit too seriously a lot of the time. And another, that that reminds me of another story, too, in the book, and that is about um, the worst day for me is when I have to take the dogs to the vet or the cats to the vet, Mm -hmm. because I know they're not going to understand what it's for. They wouldn't possibly have the beginning of a concept of a germ, you know, so why would they need inoculations again, and why would they need vaccinations? And they were having this perfectly good day, and then I put them in the car, and they get all poked and prodded and stuck with sharp instruments, and they have no idea why I'm doing that to them. So what I try to do is just stay with them the whole time, make it go as quickly as I possibly can. A lot of times that isn't under my control, but I, and I stay with them, and then we come back home just as quick as possible. And I think how that must be like for God when we have to go through bad things. We can't begin to understand why we have to, but he will stay with us and right. comfort us and try to 
make it go as fast as possible. Through it, not mm-hmm. in it. And I, I heard, uh, you know, I go to a Faith at Work luncheon every month, which totally makes my day. Uh-huh. Um, it's four women, and it's a luncheon, and we have a speaker. And she said, and she used an umbrella as an example. And um, anyway, she was talking about how we have rain come in our days. And uh, she was talking about how, you know, God won't necessarily take the rain away. Right. But he, you know, he, he'll take you through the storm. So don't look for your for the storms. Don't look for the storms to be removed have learned to dance in the rain sure. and for me you know I was a former dancer so for me dance anytime you use the word dance I can relate right. to that yeah I can get jiggy with it out in the rain so you know and our animals are that way they we just can't always possibly we can't possibly understand the concepts that are so far above our heads right just like inoculations are to them right and yet they they all they can all I want them to do is trust me and know that I'm going to be with them. And that's what God is saying. Just trust me and know that I'm well, with you, regardless of how. Even I'm with us, Marty, you know, doing a nail trim or an ear cleaning, they're going, why are they yeah. doing this? <laughs> okay, what is the point, you guys? And I really don't like my feet being touched that way. You know, I'm a dog and they don't like it. Or a cat. You know, cats, you don't typically do a nail trim, but you might do an ear cleaning. And they're going, what are you doing up in there? And, you know, it's for their good. But what they learn, what, they, what my dog has taught me every one of them is that I trust you because I know you love me. And isn't it so much easier for you when they trust you? Mm-hmm. How much easier it must be for God when we just trust Him? Just right. trust Him. <laughs> you know, and we, Jeannie and I are facing, and I think the longer we're Christians and the longer we have are on our Christian walk, the more we know that we're never out of trial. <laughs> we're right. always being refined. It's always something. Yes. You know, and um, what we're learning is that we just look to Him and just kind of, you know, Everything is laid at the cross. Everything is laid at his feet and the burdens. He says, my yoke is easy, my burden light. And we go to him and we lay it there trusting him uh-huh. to take us through that that challenge. And um, I think another um, thing sometimes, uh, and particularly young Christians, and not young in age necessarily, but young in, in their faith, uh, are constantly trying to talk to God too. And I think we need to take that time to listen Mm-hmm. Um, again, another story in the book. Uh, but I had a dog that, uh, well, every dog I've ever had will take. And you, you talk about your dogs a lot in here. I mean, you sent me a photo of one of one of them, and it's Sophie. She, has a, she looks like she has a smile on her face. <laughs> she, she does. She gets so goofy. She is not in the book. The book was actually written before I had Sophie. When I moved to um, Aiken, which is where I currently live, I thought I didn't have a dog at the time. I had they had passed away of old age, and again, I I could never have an animal put down. And I always pray, just take them fast when it's mm-hmm. their turn. But that's a and, good prayer. And God has always done that. And I've I've been there and holding them in my arms, and they know that I'm there with them, and that's made oh, it wow. a little easier. Which is again, I think God holds us in our arms when it's His arms when it's our turn. Mm-hmm. And um, but anyway, that's also a, a wonderful form of hospice. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's also a wonderful form of hospice yes, for them. Yes, yes. But I hadn't had none, and I thought, well, I'll just get a little Jack Russell or a little Terrier or something that are so prevalent down here in the south. And, and of course, I would take whoever I find alongside the road or who shows up. Sure. Yeah, you right. do. That's, you talk about that. Pounders. <laughs> but they're wonderful, and I just adore them. One just does not like to have his picture taken, so he's not in it. The other one... Oh. Like, that it's just you know her her duty in life to have her photo taken and <laughs> she and, sounds like my dog he's such a ham <laughs> oh yes yes so she, she is adorable. always there for a photo op anytime mm. well 
I'll tell you, Marty, one of the one of the stories, and I do have to share this with our listeners, and Jeannie's going to go, that figures Kim would pick that story. <laughs> but one of the ones that tickled me so, and I, it just stuck with me, and every time I think about it, I opened the book up again today, of course, because you were coming on the show, and I look at that one, and who's Pooh? Oh, and that was the favorite. That's an amazingly intelligent dog, is all, all I could say, or she was. Right. Yeah, for people who say dogs don't think. Yes. She reasons <laughs> things. Yeah. So would you share that little tidbit, um, a little sneak <laughs> preview into the book? With I'll be happy to just t- tell you about that um, because all of these stories are true. They're based on true observations and incidents. And as Pookie was getting older she, and I was working in a different situation where I had to be gone a lot and gone for long days, um, she would have some incontinence problems. And it wasn't her fault. She just uh, was just late getting home or she, got, as I said, was older and just couldn't hold it. And I never scolded her for it, never. Never made her feel badly about it. I just got washable rugs. It was just not a big deal. But she was very embarrassed by it. A true animal lover would say that. <laughs> well, she was. She, re- she, she obviously was very embarrassed. So her solution was to go to the cat's litter box and get a little piece of cat poo and lay it right <laughs> along next to her in discretion. <laughs> so that when I came home, I was supposed to think, oh, the cat did it. <laughs> or that it was a group effort, you know, and not, not her problem alone. And, uh, so that's hysterical to me. I mean, it? I know, I so laughed out loud when I read that. She had solved the problem. She did not have to take responsibility for it. <laughs> and I thought, the lesson I think we can draw from this is how many times do we ourselves drag in other people's actions into our own messes mm-hmm. and we think we're fooling god right <laughs> but of course well, you know it's either reason. look they, they did, did it, it too or you know i think well no you know i'm their fault didn't, but, but they it. did it <laughs> i'm sorry it's it's like they did they say either they did look at they did it too or yeah um or i didn't do it they did it and I'm not going to take any blame for that or any responsibility right, right, for that. Right. Everybody else is doing it. Right. You know, well, like Adam, yep. you know, well, it's the woman. She made me eat it, yeah. you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the kind, you, of, the kind of story uh, mm-hmm. also in, in humor. So I've had a lot of people say they use the book with their children, although it's not a children's book. As you know, the, the uh, language used is, is certain syllables. You're supposed to have very few syllables for certain ages mm. of, of children and so on. And the concepts are a bit beyond what a child can understand, too. I have used it with a confirmation class, which is sixth grade, but um, it, it doesn't really, it's not a child's book, but I've had people say they use it with their children. They might read a story a night to them mm-hmm. because it gives them something to talk about. That's a Good faith point. Uh, concept or a morality or a way of life uh, that they want to talk with their child about. And I, that, that just tickles me when they say that. I honestly think that if somebody had read something like this to me as a child, I would have gotten the messages just because of the fact that I think children, well, you know, animal lovers are tuned into animals all the time, but children seem to be as a general rule of thumb for the most part because, you know, I think they're just so much closer to God having just come from there. I (laughs) agree. That's a wonderful Dickens uh, comment about children being so fresh from God that it is no small thing that they love us. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it, it is, and and you know, I just I just feel like they would get that thinking yeah. of the story in their head. You know, and, children and dogs, are very cats know, imaginative. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think and it so, does. It does make a good, as I said, a good opportunity. And just recently, well, again, back in Indiana, I used the book 
frequently, um, we started a pet ministry based on it, actually. And we would use it as our small group study part of the program. And I helped other different churches get started on the same premise. But I've been getting so many requests for that that I've just recently developed two companion books. And one is a study guide that you use the book in, a small group. Uh, You read a story and then you have scripture passages that, that relate to it. You have a small prayer. You have four points of discussion that you can share as a group or on your own and then um, just have the rest of your meeting however you want to do. But it, uh, then it, there's also a pet ministry that can come off of this and and use that as the small group part of it. But there's like four other things that we do in a God-Dog Connection pet ministry and that's service and support and community outreach and so on. So it's it's kind of... Again, God's just kind of said, okay, now we have the basis. I want you to get out there <laughs> do yeah. something else. But what's amazing to me about this whole pet ministry program, Marty, is that, you know, I mean, I hear different things in different churches about, you know, animals' role in, in eternity, animals' role in our life. And it's very evident that God has, he's like, it's almost like I'm seeing, okay, I'm tired of all this, so I'm going to show you guys the truth. Yeah. And um, he's using this to reach people who may never have even considered either opening a Bible or considering Christianity in any way, shape, or form. Right. And, um, and he's using animals. And you know what? Animals are always willing servants. They, they always are. They're willing. I mean, I think they honestly, I honestly believe to the core of my being that they know their purpose here. And they have, they have hearts, they, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. They're surrendered to their purpose. Yes. And um, very much role models for us in so many areas, you know, from uh, love to forgiveness to um, just this is what I'm here, this is what I'm about, and this is what I'm to do. Right. And when their time comes to leave this world, I don't think that they struggle and and strive against it the way we do. They do it with grace and 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 faith, Mm -hmm. and um, and I absolutely believe in heaven. First of all, and I absolutely believe the animals will be there, and that the animals that I have loved will be waiting for me, and it will be. Amen. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not going if it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't wouldn't be heaven, would it? (laughs) There's another thing I've learned from animals that is not in my book. It's in the talk that I give. Sometimes I'm asked to speak on the topic at churches, but. Um, you, you know, because you have had dogs, when they come to you, they frequently will just drop right at your feet and be very submissive. Mm-hmm. And um, I, that's, uh, I equate that to when people uh, sometimes will pray on their stomachs and be just absolutely uh, uh, prostrate on the, on the ground, uh, face down. That's the way priests uh, are when they're being, uh, um, when they're becoming priests. I'm losing track of my uh, nomenclature there for what that's called. but um, And I think that there's a real connection there. But the more I looked at it, the more I realized that dogs will do that out of obedience, but they also will do it out of fear sometimes. And I don't think God wants us to be afraid of him. And so also when a dog really likes you, they will roll it's over on their back him, but not, and, mm, and make not their afraid. tummy available to you. It's a very um, vulnerable position for them to be in. So you might want to try this, and you might want to try it at home in the privacy of your own room. <laughs> but when you, when you pray, lie flat on your back, spread out. It's amazing the di- the difference, the different dynamic that it gives to prayer. 
Mm-hmm. If you're laying there with your your tummy up, <laughs> mm-hmm. vulnerable. In submission. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I was kind of thinking. What do you mean, lay on my back? Don't you mean on my stomach? But no, I get what you're saying. That's that because so you cool. feel very, very vulnerable, and of course you're being very vulnerable to God. Then you're saying, um, "Here I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. you can, you, I'm very vulnerable to you, and anything that I, I'm, I'm, I guess, uh, you know, giving my will up to yours entirely." Mm. That, that's an amazing analogy. What we're going to do is take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to open up the line to any caller, and that first caller, be listening. I mean, listen when I say go. Call us, call in, and Marty has got a wonderful gift for the first caller in. So we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. Great. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally will be right back. Hey, ready to take a walk? Not just you, but the whole family. It's the 2009 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 7th from 11 to 3 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet-related. Whisker Walk 2009, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. We're back, and we're speaking with Marty Healy. She is the author of The God-Dog Connection, wonderful book about how God can speak to us through our animals, and boy, does he ever. Now, if you're out there listening, and we hope that you are, if you will call in at 646 716 
800-800-8095. Marty is offering a copy of this beautiful book to our audience. So that's 646-716-8095. If you don't call in, you don't win the book. <laughs> Marty, could you, um, and you were going to um, autograph it yes, also, I would be you? very happy to not only sign it, but to... Um, Inscribe it to whomever they would like, whether if they want to give it as a gift, I can inscribe it to that friend, or if they want to keep it themselves, to, to their own name. So it, we'll personalize it just for them, and I'll be happy to send it out right from here. As soon as I see a caller call in, I will break in, and we will um, offer this book to them. And it's interesting because we are offering so many tangible giveaways to our guests, and I'll tell you why. It's because... I hate getting those kind of giveaways that you go download something. I don't know why, but that just, just seems kind of cheesy to me. So, <laughs> sorry to anybody else who does that, but I just think a real gift is the, is the real, you know, it's just, it's just I don't know, feels right. Well, don't you think so? Great. That's, yes, I do. Yes, that's, that's a terrific. And you know what's funny, Marty? We have listeners all the time here who are live, and they're real quiet, or they don't call in, and it's like, maybe they don't want to win something. I don't know. Well, <laughs> it could be the one thing weird. they didn't really, really want, right? But we don't um, I don't know. I think it'd be a mistake not to have a copy of this book. Oh, I honestly okay. do. I mean, I didn't know what I was going to, what to expect when I got my copy, but I was, again, just blown away by the way you put it together presentation wise but it's absolutely beautiful and it's a beautiful gift and um, heartwarming and non-threatening and um, well, it seems gentle be, it seems to be striking a chord with people um, I, I did publish it independently I felt very strongly about knowing how I wanted it handled physically uh, visually um, and verbally and so on, and I had a few publishers who wanted it, the, uh, but they were just wanting to say, okay, we'll take it, pay you off, and here we go. And that did not feel right to me. It felt right that I was able to stay involved with it. So I did hire my own designer, published it independently through a small um, publishing company, and, and now actually where I work, we've we've opened the design group press in order to handle this book and some of the other books and other people's, too, and, and many faith-based, uh, as a matter of fact. Um, but just word of mouth, it has sold out its first printing of over 5,000 copies. Oh, fantastic. Wow. So we've just recently started taking it nationally, and um, it just seems to strike a chord with people. Uh, Barnes & Noble has now ordered it, although you still can't buy it from them because we still need to work out a distributor situation. It is on Amazon.com, but it's also available through my own website of uh, design or excuse me, the God Dog Connection. Uh, Which is God hyphen dog connection well, you know, dot com, right? You can right? do it with or without the hyphen. You can do it with or without oh, the Z. Good. It's got to have God dog connection somewhere in there. <laughs> and Way to go. And it'll come through. Um, but as I said, we're into our second printing now, and it just seems to resonate with folks. Um, I uh, think it's important that you kept this book um, under your control. It uh, seems to have been the way God would prefer it to be. I've also had, um, if there have been any complaints about it, they say, well, there's not enough Jesus in it. Well, <laughs> it is a Christian-based book. It's based on all Christian principles. And I do use the term Jesus, but it's not in the title, of course. But I wanted it to not be so narrow as far as its potential attraction mm-hmm. that it would lose people that might not 
see that. You know, they might not uh, get the message if they thought, oh, well, that's too much. You know, right. I, I don't. Yeah, and it isn't. It's very gentle, but and it's beautifully put together. And it's just, it what's, what's interesting to me, the most interesting aspect was that how the animals taught you yes. the scripture. And all I had to do was pay attention. Yes. <laughs> just and watch them. Pookie was a big teacher in your life too. Pookie wasn't in she? particular, she um, in fact, in one story, she uh, she gave me very much of a Christ or at least a Jesus uh, impression uh, because I have, I can relay this story too. She I was pet sitting for a dog that. Um, didn't have a whole lot going on between the ears. He was a very sweet guy. <laughs> I had a dog like that one. Got along and it was, sometimes he came around. He got along on his personality alone because he was Mr. Personality. He was the sweetest guy, <laughs> but didn't have a whole lot of smarts. And he That got was my sweet. dog. They must have known each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, then Pookie, of course, was the smartest dog in the world, but this dog got... They were great friends. They would play together, and he would follow anything that she did. And he got f- loose from the the fenced-in yard one time, and went across a fairly busy street. And I was just terrified that he was gonna uh, he would follow no commands. I mean, you just looked at him and looked in those little eyes, and there was just nothing going on in there. <laughs> and he knew no commands. I was really surprised that he was even housebroken. But um, I Pookie understood what I was trying to do, trying to get him back. I was afraid to start chasing him because it was an open field then and he would just be gone thinking that this was a game of chase. So she went after him, got herself in front of him, got his attention because he loved her, would do anything that she wanted to do. And she led him, following my commands, and she led him safely back across the street and right back into the yard again. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, that's just what Jesus did for us. Mm-hmm. You know, We yes. couldn't understand what God was trying to say to us. So here's one of our own kind, uh, in human form, mm-hmm. if getting our attention, somebody we can communicate with, and then leading the us to safety, physical. Yeah. leading us back to safety, and that that was that was one of the first connections I think that I made too. That it was like, whoa, they really. See I had to be one of the most beautiful ones in the book. I thought. I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. I got tears with that one. You said you didn't want us to cry, but Christians can't help but cry. <laughs> so when we happy tears. Like I did. Those are happy tears. And then for for both Jeannie and I, and I know I can speak here, Jeannie, for you because um, we both absolutely just love animals. And I I actually have a hard time. Honestly, Marty, relating to people who aren't animal lovers. I, 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 do too. I, I don't have a whole lot to say in a conversation with somebody who isn't. Know. What do you talk about? <laughs> well, you're odd, yes. <laughs> I don't know because I so do not. I'm not interested in talking about sports, which is half my friends at church, them and their husbands are all sports fanatics. And I said, I have no idea how I ended up sitting with a bunch of jocks. Right. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea how I ended up sitting with you. My husband's a total jock, and it's enough that I have to listen to him rattle on about yeah. he, he can tell you every sports person and everything. But when I start to talk about animals, I see eyes begin to glaze over. Exactly. Like I said, they kind of take a little step back and say, oh, dear, she's one of those ladies. She's one of those weird animal people. Well, when I was a child, Marty, I was told, oh, no, it's that weird animal girl who likes to read dog and cat books or dog and horse books. Plays with her plastic horses in the street. Plays with my plastic horses in the street. We had a Cocker Spaniel dog, and I used to dress him up in in, in Oh, yeah, baby. 
clothes, clothes and put diapers mm-hmm. on him and put him around in my stall buggy. Mm-hmm. And this poor guy was oh, put up with it, you know. <laughs> he was so sweet, my taffy. He was, in fact, his picture's in the book, too. Uh, at the very beginning, I have a picture of myself of, at about age five and Oh, I see that. With mm-hmm. I've got my little nurse's cap on, and he's all bandaged up. And gone. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and that's how I was, Marty. And you know, I think the three of us are going to just have a great old time in heaven sometime. You know, oh, someday. Yes. And I'm um, talking about yeah. all our animal stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But see, God makes us all different that yeah. for the, for a purpose. But I really think that animals cross. Um, yeah. You know, they, they cross barriers. They cross barriers of race, creed, color, everything, you yeah. know. I and tell you, we started, the, the pet ministry we started in, in Indiana, uh, there, was, there were members, one that was eight years old, one that was 80-something. Mm. Um, we had a mother-daughter who could find no common ground because she was a teenager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no common ground except animals. And this gave them an opportunity to do something together and to be together. We had whole families. Wow. We had um, people that, that had nothing else to talk about sometimes mm. except that. And people who lived alone a very lonely life except for their animals. And this brought them into companionship with other people. That's and so it was, it's, that's, that's what a pet ministry is all about. Yes, you go visit people who are in nursing homes and maybe hospitals too and you do dog walks and we had a pet blessing and we had a picture of your pet with Santa which is a whole other story. <laughs> does your does your book does your um your your new pet ministry book um does that lay you know, give people a guideline for how to set yes. one up in their own church? Yes. Uh, I, it, it does. It's how it's a how-to and everything from membership makeup to uh, the different areas of involvement to how to do a pet blessing and a picture pet with Santa and, and all the other. It's it's a five-pronged ministry mm-hmm. because a lot of people, even ministers, will say, "Hmm, why do dogs need a ministry?" You know, right. <laughs> pet ministry. But it's it's uh, something that has. I've gotten a lot of requests for. So we, as I said, I'm very interested, Marty, and I'll tell you why. Because Jeannie and I do a lot of stuff on. Online, of course, and um, um, we're very, you know, because we belong to um, a community online um, called, well, it was Co-op World for a long time, so we have a place where we can teach things there, and I just thought it would be a fun way to kind of break through um, rather than just doing it in my own local church, doing it in, on a possibly a worldwide way of yeah. doing a ministry like this yeah. um, through an online um, conference room and, and doing a ministry that way. Well, I think I'll be it happy really to send awesome. these companion books to you as soon as they're produced. In fact, I've had so many people um, who can't wait <laughs> that I've been sending out just what are some of your other books that you have coming out? Because I, I got to read some of the excerpts, and they're beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Well, the, I think the pieces that you that I sent you were actually columns from the newspaper. That were they? Been, they were beautiful. Well, <laughs> I like, I want more. I don't like this ending. <laughs> and then, and then, I want more. Well, I'm putting um, those into a book called A Sense of Place uh, because it is hopefully just – you were sent the ones that – were more animal related, but many of the stories relate to just the joy of living in this beautiful town called Aiken. But I think they resonate with anyone that enjoys living in a small town and and the the some things that happen that are just universal and the beauty of living in the South and in South Carolina. And so it's called A Sense of Place that's in development. Then then I've written a novel based on my experiences here uh, that uh, also is in development. 
But the next to come out will be the two companion books to the uh, God Dog Connection um, that will teach how to start a pet ministry and how to use this book in a small group study. Uh, so the God Dog Connection was your first book, and yet all of a sudden, bam, you're off and running. You're like out of the blocks there. <laughs> it's just um, well, moving to Aiken brought an, a lot of opportunity to me, and I think God was saying, "Well, I think you have a good time doing this, so mm-hmm. let's just help you create some some opportunities." And the more I lay on my back to pray <laughs> and say, "Here I am. Yeah. What do you want me to do next?" And I think there will probably be a follow up to the God Dog Connection that is based on my walks with Sophie and Teddy. Oh, wonderful. They are not necessarily featured in that book because they came after, but we have had a lot of... Uh, it's kind of a time for an, an ongoing prayer when we walk, and there's a lot of lessons that I have been learning uh, with them in that situation. But it's also for cat lovers, too, because you Absolutely. do regale a lot of stories of your kitties because you have two kitties. stories are about cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. are. Katie and Sparky, I mean, you told a lot of stories about them. And um, Teddy really got my heart. Um, the yeah. one on Teddy, you know, t- when you wrote about Teddy, um, your dog, I yeah. was pretty moved by Teddy. And I don't know what it is about the underdog, but that always gets my attention. That and was um, a sad, sad case, but he has absolutely turned around. He, would not, he is now the dog with laughing eyes. He is oh. And I want oh, to hear that. He's 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 my lover boy, and he would take a bullet for Sophie. He thinks she is just king oh, the moon, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, she adores him, and I I give them both credit for it. Well, anybody who has big dogs, they understand. I have two bowls for each of them. One has their crunchies, and one has uh, their wet food when I put it out. And Teddy will be eating his wet food, and Sophie will just come over and start eating right out of the same bowl with him, or eat his crunchies, drink out of the water bowl with him. And they never growl at each other. Mm-hmm. They share everything. Because she's the boss. She's the alpha, right? <laughs> he is, but he still will try to, when I'm petting them, if I'm petting her, he comes and sticks his little nose in her. <laughs> and I loved it when he first got his sense of entitlement. So many abandoned dogs don't ever have that. You know, right. they, they want I don't know. Ours, I remember when mine did, um, you know, and I think people get, oh, no, she's going to talk about Shadrach again. That's my dog, Shadrach. And he, he was a rescue. And I remember you know, how my golden retriever would be if my husband and I were even hugging. Yep. My dog had to, you know, get in the middle of that or whatever. And <laughs> Shadrach would just look at us, you know, yeah. okay, you guys are feeding me. You're loving me. Oh. I've got a, you know, a good home, but I'm not going to commit to you. And I don't remember when the transition came, but now my husband's favorite thing to say to him he goes watch because uh, I had washed his bedding today and I was going to put it on his bed but he'd gotten in his bed without his bedding in there mm-hmm. I go I can't get him up to put the bedding in and my husband goes watch we'll have a meeting and he'll he'll decide to come so we start hugging and he'll go we're having a meeting <laughs> <laughs> and here comes Shadrach I want to be in the meeting too and yeah. oh, that's, <laughs> that's, it's a sense of entitlement I think yeah. more than commitment it's like well now I deserve a hug too I belong and I love that because it means they've gone over that last little bit and and it's again like trusting God and knowing that that well now God loves me too Mm -hmm. it just takes a while if we just really give them love and security and you know and still the hardest part I think is to be you know still to be firm in your training so that they understand their boundaries and yet with full love you know and it's just it's it's i think god teaches us a lot through that as well and this dog has motivated me and got me told Jeannie can attest to this you know i, I even today i'm crying on her shoulder about any any little thing with him yeah. this dog has motivated me beyond 
any other animal ever. That's and um, I, I really thank God for putting him in my life. And oh, yes. We have run out of time, Marty, believe it or not. Sure. We've come to the end of our show. And what we would like our audience to do so they can get a copy of this book from her is email us at info at animaltalknaturally.com. Don't be shy. And I'm going to go according to the, the, the date and time on that email for the first person to email me who will get a copy of that book. Yeah, it sounds so, terrific. And if they want to, uh, if they aren't the first one and, and would like to order a book, they are very welcome to, as I said, go to either Amazon.com, which is easy for everybody to remember or go into their favorite bookstore and ask for it to be ordered but because uh, it does have an ISBN number just to go by the name or to go to uh, the website of thegoddogconnection.com mm-hmm. thank you but, so much Marty oh, for being with us oh it's been a joy it's been wonderful so Marty it has been wonderful and we look forward to all your new books and look for the pet ministry book coming out yay you're yeah. going to hear about it here on ATN Gone Wild and Animal Talk Naturally <laughs> as well well God bless and you both for the work you do just wonderful work that you've been oh, doing you too pets and nature come together every week on Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally.